This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host with the most hair, Andy Goldstein. Now, of course, uh, eagle-eyed, well, eagle-eared listeners of TalkSport will realise that I wasn't in what is now yesterday, and I sadly won't be in today. So you're probably thinking, well, the best bits of the podcast are going to be rubbish, and you're probably right, but there's nothing I can do about that. So sit back and relax and enjoy some okay stuff that was on TalkSport. The Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast on TalkSport. Six after six, Ray Palmer alongside me. Hiya, Ray. Yeah, all good? Uh, yeah, not bad. Not How's bad, your neck? Ray. Uh, better? Well, I'm sitting over here now, <laughs> so I'm sort of... I'm, I'm the opposite chair, people don't realise that a trap nerve, by the way. I don't want that again. No. That was murder. You can't sleep. So it's improving now? Yeah. Good. It's not totally gone, but it's a lot, lot better, thank God. Well, reports today that John Stones is a shock target for Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta. Stones is represented by the same agency as Arteta and would be keen to discuss a move, even if it is on loan. He's only 25, don't forget. He wants first-team football to boost his Euro 2020 hopes. Ray, I, I would, I would, I would, you know, from if I was an Arsenal to... fan, I'd be saying let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm an Arsenal fan, so I would say pff, I'd be very, very happy they brought someone like John Stones into the club and uh, he would definitely play. I mean, they got a hold in there Stones as well. Stones and Louise, would they work both ball-playing centre-backs? So don't get me wrong, Louise can head the ball. Uh, Socrates alongside him, he could probably play, maybe play with him as well. He's probably a better defender. Um, but Louise has done all right in recent weeks. He's, he's done better. Yeah, I thought, he, I thought it was a, the price. I thought it was a good good business. Well, if you're really struggling in midfield, I'd, I'd put him as a holding midfielder. He could play there, Louise, because he's got mm. that range of passing. He's very good on the ball. It's, he's technically very good. Um, he does make a mistake. We have seen that this season at times. But you know, I, I think he's done well. I think he's been good for the dressing room as well. I, I, you know, people look up to him and what he's achieved in his career at Chelsea and. Uh, he's, so you he's play done... Socrates Stones with Louise in front. You think that could work? Yeah, that could work. If 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 Jack is not going to be you know sticking around, I mean, he, he looks like he will be staying to the end of the season now. So that's another option. Um, uh, we know Chambers is out now. He was playing okay. 
at the time. Um, holdings in the background, but you know, if one of them get injured, Louise or Socrates, you haven't got a lot of backup at centre half position at the moment, and that's probably why they had to keep yeah. Jacker. Now, it was a busy old night, of course, in the FA Cup. There was lots happening, lots of games being played, lots of people wanted their say. So have a listen to people having their say on kickoff and then reacting to the games on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, of course, without Andy Goldstein. The full-time whistle blows. Tottenham have done the job. Jose Mourinho shakes the hands of Jonathan Woodgate. Tottenham secure passage to the fourth round with a patched-up team and a couple who probably would like to jump ship but it's Tottenham's first win of 2020 and it couldn't have come at a better time. Tottenham 2, Middlesbrough 1. Jose, first of all, must be happy with that tonight. I mean, it was it was comfortable, even though the scoreline might suggest at the end it was a little bit uh, squeaky bum time. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the results should be bigger. Um, at half-time we were playing so, so well in the first half that at half-time the tie should be over, but it wasn't, and uh, they were good. They kept themselves in in the game with the two nil, and when they felt it was the right moment to to do it, uh, Jonathan brought uh, Tavernier and brought Chastel and started playing different style of play. And when the goal arrived, we knew that in this moment we have two chances, or we have to defend very very well for the last ten minutes, or we have to try to kill the game again. I decided to to go the second way to take Dyer off and and to bring Dele, and I think in the last ten minutes uh, we were again in control. We should, we could, we had chances to score the third goal and to kill it. But I think for uh, for Middlesbrough professionals and for their their fans, I think to to go out the way they did with the result it was, and being alive until the last second, I think is something that they also deserve. Let's go and speak to Paul uh, Shrewsbury. Paul, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Paul. Oh, hi there, how's it going? Congratulations, very well. Did you go to the game tonight? Yeah, yeah it was a great game, to be fair. You know, um, we weren't outplayed by them. I think we put up a bloody good, uh, a good show. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and a cracking strike by Alan Pierre in the 89th minute. So, for, for a replay, you couldn't have been to a better game. Right, OK. And do you think the replays are a, a valuable part of what should be still the fabric of the FA Cup? Oh, absolutely, for the smaller clubs, essentially. Uh, you know, if we'd have been down at, you know, we got a 1 1 draw at Ashton Gate. If that had been finished on the day, we wouldn't have had, had our night tonight. Sorry, who have you got in the next round? Remind me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's Liverpool, Liverpool right? Please. So you've, yeah. got, you've, got, you've got Liverpool. Let me paint you a scenario, Paul. Yeah. Okay. So it's Liverpool. 89th minute, it's still 0 0. Would you like to take Liverpool to penalties at home, or would you like to go to Anfield and take them on there? I'd like to go up there and take them on there. Why? Why? Why not? You know, we, how often have Shrewsbury played played up at Anfield in front of forty five, fifty thousand people? I don't understand why you want why this replay is is is, is such a, a thing for a fan when you're worried about the finances of a club. Surely the glory is as equal. And Gary's right. You get through to the next round. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But you know, at the end of the day, we've still got to we've still got to survive. Yes, we, but we've had we've had great FA Cup shocks. Like so you'd more. rather take the money than the glory? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, people have a, pro- a pop at Premier League footballers for doing something the same. You're just a mercenary yourself, Paul, as a fan. <laughs> no, no, you are. You are. I've, I've, give, I've given you the chance to take, yeah. to beat a, a Premier League club, and you've yeah. now decided to take the money over the glory. Yeah, if a Premier yeah. League footballer did that, or a Premier League club did that, you would be coming down saying, oh, you should come down to Gay Meadow. That's where real football's played. <laughs> 
And I'll tell you what, before I talk about the FA Cup and stuff, yeah. Bristol City couldn't have been more Bristol City tonight if they'd have tried. As soon as that came out of the bag, as soon as we had Liverpool, I can tell you, and every one of those 13, 1400 there tonight, we were never going to win that because we're Bristol City. We let ourselves down time and time again. We are absolutely useless. I knew we were going to lose. I knew we would lose. Absolutely useless. Unbelievable. Honestly, unbelievable. I'll tell you about the FA Cup as well. If you want me to answer the question, leave it alone. There's nothing wrong with replays. It's brilliant. Outside the Premier League, we've got nothing to live for apart from the FA Cup and the League Cup. Replays are brilliant. It's been great tonight watching City play like that. Yeah, fantastic. But if you're a little club, like Shrewsbury said, you love a trip to Anfield. You love to go to Man City away or Arsenal away. But why have they cut it from round five then? In the Premier League, mate. But why have they they, stopped replays from round five? Because they don't care about them, do they? Because it's all only the Premier League teams left. That's all everyone worries about now. But outside the Premier League, where Bona, you just phoned up. The first thing you started doing was moaning about how far you've had to go on a Tuesday night. I know I do it all the time. I've done it for 25 years. I'll continue to do it because that's that's how we do it. That's what we do. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But you still love a replay. You'll have replays all day long. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have all replays all day long. That's why they cut them down to one. I mean, I remember watching FA Cup games back in the 80s where I think it was Arsenal v Leeds. I think it went to three or four replays. Yeah, but they were two big teams. They wouldn't worry about it. If you give Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury would play, or Bristol City, we would, we'd have it. We'd love to play Arsenal over and over again because we're never going to do it in the league. No, it's an inconvenience for the Premier League teams. I'm sure it's an inconvenience. Well, it's an inconvenience for everyone, Adam. It's an inconvenience for... I mean, there's, people talk about how expensive it is to go to football matches. You know, it, every fan has got to put his hand in his pocket again. Every fan that's at, at these replays has got to put his hand in... The, people talk about ticket prices, about the, the price of food, the travel. Yet there's another game that, that seems to have been forgotten. Well, we still do it. We have 1,300 up here tonight. And it's not a big game for City to go to Shrewsbury away... But we still take thirteen hundred up it, and it's not—it's not blokes with big money and stuff. It's people that are, are doing things on a budget. But you still do it because that's what you do for your team, and it's good. The FA Cup's magic. You shouldn't be changing it. You shouldn't change football. You shouldn't bring VAR in. You shouldn't bring cut replays off and and do this LDV thing where you're allowed to put under twenty threes in. Leave the game alone. It's perfect. It's beautiful. We shouldn't be changing it. Debates like this do my absolute nothing. I have to ring up. We shouldn't be changing it. There's nothing wrong with the FA Cup. Get rid of replays. In the world. Now, in the news was Ollie McBurney for his gesture where he was requesting more coffee from fans from the opposition. Lee Trundle was defending his actions with Jim and Nat. By the way, Nat is short for Natalie, not Nathan. Whatever you do, you're on the receiving end of it. You know, if you stay away from the fans, you know, then fans will say, oh, you're too detached from the real world. The fans can't get close to the, the players now. When you do go in with them and something happens like this, when you're like a football fan and he's got caught up in the moment, that's what's happened to him. You know, people are now chastising him for that way. You know, give the, give the lad a break. Just let him go in and enjoy his game. It's just about him at a football match with his friends, enjoying the occasion. I think it's being blown out of proportion. He's got caught up in the, in the game and the atmosphere. If he's out there and he's doing it on, on the street, or if he's out on the pitch and he's doing it to, to away fans, I could understand there being a, a bit of grievance with that because he's working and, and he is in the public eye. But when you're up in, in the crowd watching a, a game with thousands of people, and you're getting involved in that in that atmosphere. You're not even thinking about that. You're just enjoying your day and supporting your team. 
Time now to hear a bit of Hawksby and Jacobs. That's all I know, just a bit of Hawksby and Jacobs. So enjoy some... Yep, you got it, Hawksby and Jacobs. Now, uh, the teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg yeah. has uh, had a bit of a go at tennis ace Roger Federer. Oh, over really? Well, basically, Roger is... Uh, is it all the methane coming off those cows he keeps getting given? <laughs> no. He's, he's got an association with Credit Suisse, the bank. Oh, yeah. And she's sort of... Had, Basically, uh, saying, well, this was her, her her quotes really that she thinks that uh, they're spending too much money on oil, gas, and coal sectors and everything. And she's told the tennis star to wake up. She said to him, "Wake mm. up!" But of course, oh. it's not so easy for Roger. I think Roger said, "Well, I do hear what Greater is saying to me, but uh, it's worth about five point five million to him, the old sponsorship." Yeah. So it's a bit tricky. I don't think that's an argument you'll be particularly impressed with. <laughs> I don't think she will really. Yeah, but <laughs> Greater, with respect. You know, five mil a year. It's a lot of money. Now, um, the letter... Before that... I move on from her, though, Oh, yeah, go on then. I yeah. did love this thing in Manchester. I don't know if you saw this. This was a salt spreader in Manchester for the cold weather, of course. Um, they've named it Gritta Thunberg. Oh, that's very good. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Marvellous. Well done. That's them. all me Greta Greta material. I think you finished that. Now, the, the letter to the newspaper is, is a work of art. There's mm. been many books over the years of great letters to newspapers. Not to the I'm star, not sure. Not sure. Um, they've got a little thread going in the Metro 3 newspaper. Mm. And this is from Chuffed in Sussex. <laughs> yeah, really, is he? Chuff said, Big T asked if anyone could uh, beat his bargain of six Marks and Spencer's mince pies for 20p. <laughs> I went into Tesco Sunday night. I got 11 very large cheese twists from the bakery section for nine pence each. Wow. Did I beat you there, it I'll says. I have no idea. And then Liz from Cumbernaut piped up. I can beat that, says Liz. Oh, can't you? I got a big packet of turkey feast crisps from M&S on Saturday for 10p. <laughs> Expiry date, February the 14th. <laughs> well, that's not bad. What a time to be alive, eh? <laughs> it's I just, marvellous. That great book and uh, 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 sort of Twitter feed, Letters of Note, all the great letters <laughs> yeah. that have been uh, mm. in the hands of the rich and famous over the years. So there we are. Hi, I'm Danny Kelly, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Time now to talk a bit of cricket. So if you're not a cricket fan, maybe fast forward the next three or four minutes. I mean, surely we can't give cricket more than three or four minutes on this podcast. Anyway, this is Harmy on The Breakfast Show previewing the third test between England and South Africa and a reminder that that test starts at 7am, yeah, 7am on Thursday on TalkSport 2, which is a bit like TalkSport, but with no budget whatsoever. What I think they're possibly testing Jofra. It, it's a weird one with Jofra because people have got to remember he's not being brought up in the same way as you know the the rest of the England team. He's he's brought up in the Caribbean. He's he's got a different sort of way, different demeanour, different manner, and I think that ups, that seems to get people's back up where. People say, "Is he? Does he? Does he care about playing for England? Is he trying? He is trying. He does care. He's just different. It's like Kevin Peterson when Kevin Peterson played during my time. There was a, it was a different aura about him. But I think I don't think he's quite right, Al. I think they want to play Wood. When when you look at the squad, Al, that was picked. They picked 16, and then they took one extra. So they obviously they took 17, but they took 16 fit players, and and a spare man who was going to wasn't going to be fit for the first two test matches. That was Mark Wood. So they were telling you, they were telling the public that we're going to get him right for Port Elizabeth because the wicket's going to be flat and then we're going to unleash him in Port Elizabeth. It's getting like a racehorse ready for the for the big race. And I've watched Mark closely over the last sort of two or three weeks over there and he's been gearing up to get ready for this, for me, for this Port Elizabeth test match. So yeah. I think they'll play Wood in this one. If he goes well and he gets through, then they've got a decision to make for the last one. Time now to hear from the ginger fella alongside Goffey. Well, it wasn't alongside him. He was, of course, swanning it off in South Africa. They were talking about Christian Eriksen. Well, let's talk about Christian Eriksen because certainly there are Spurs fans who uh, don't want him to play. I think that it's not that they think he's no good. It's just that they I'm think... I'm one of them. They, well, the, well, you don't want him to play. No, I don't. I think that's been the problem all along. I don't think his heart's been in staying at Tottenham. He went out and said all those things before the start of the season. I think Tottenham wanted too much money for him last year. People believed he was worth 130 million. Come on, where people wake up with only a year left on his contract. Then they try to do some kind of deal with certain clubs and get half of that, and they're not going to get it because Ericsson now, and I'm not going to criticise him for this, in a period of his life where he thinks, my next one's a big one. Yes, he's already a multimillionaire. Yes, he's earned millions of pounds, but his next one's a big move. And if he sees a way of getting a massive signing on fee when his contract runs out, he's going to do it. You, you've, sometimes as a fan, sometimes as somebody who goes and watches, you've got to put yourself in that situation, Ed. I agree with you on that. It's just how Spurs fans feel about him now. So he was booed off um, at the weekend. He is, Mourinho said he's playing tonight and then maybe playing at the weekend again. And I, I don't like that booing off thing. Okay, I understand how Spurs fans are, are thinking, well, we want more from him. But his situation is what it is. And you're right. Spurs priced him out of the move when he really wanted to go. Now, he's been a big part for, what, six years, seven years now? 2013, I think he arrived at Spurs. He's been a big part of Spurs 
establishing themselves in the top four, uh, getting to a Champions League final. And they've had some, even though there's been no success, tangible success you can speak of, they've had some really good times with Christian Eriksen in the side. So how dare they boo him off the field? Does he really mm. deserve to be treated that badly? I just I find it just a little bit out of order, and I feel a little bit sorry for him because he's done all of that. He's put all of that work in, being underpaid by regular standards across Europe in terms of the level he's at in terms of football and, and Spurs and, and you know the, their their wage cap, their salary cap that they uh, impose. And he stuck it out. He's thought, yeah, I want to be part of this. He's given his all. And it's come to the end of it. And he's thought, I've had enough of this. And Spurs haven't invested around him, by the way. They have, they haven't, they've had two windows where nobody was signed. So why aren't the Spurs fans just holding back a little bit, giving him the respect he deserves and understanding the situation just a little bit more? No, I, I get that. And I, I, I wouldn't have booed him. But I think what it comes down to is but it, they did price him out of the market. Um, and he's now going to a situation, OK, you price me out of the market, I'll get me on back at the end of this season, i go for free, wherever it may be. The problem with Spurs, and it's become a problem because he wanted to leave at the start of the season, his heart wasn't in it anymore, and they made three signings that weren't quite ready to be in Spurs' first team. And Nobele is, is not worked out. He's, we don't know whether he's fit one week to the next. Cesson Young's not quite ready uh, to be the main uh, player in Spurs' uh, team. Uh, Giovanni Lasosa is still getting used to English conditions. He's not ready yet. Lamella's been injured. They can go on and on and on, and the injuries are piling up at Spurs. Uh, at least um, Alderweireld signed his contract now. But it, that's been the issue there. There's so many other things gone on, and they've lost their legend of a manager, Pochettino. The fans have had enough, haven't they? Especially with the run they've been under now, uh, under Mourinho. It's kind of, now they're looking to people to take it out of. Well, uh, Harry Kane is injured, which is a massive problem for them. And they're expecting others to step up. But any wonder... I mean, I spoke to Spurs fan Paul Hawksby uh, yesterday about this, and he was saying that the commitment just isn't there from Christian Eriksen. I think most Spurs fans would agree with that. I'd love to hear from them on it. But any wonder if the commitment has dropped a little bit from Christian Eriksen. At his age, having given so many good years to Tottenham Hotspur, he now wants to go and earn that life-changing kind of money that he's been missing out on for the last six years, six, seven years at Tottenham. And does anybody really grudge him that now if he's picked for the team he's going to go out onto the pitch but do you expect him to go in for potentially leg breaking tackles is anybody really expecting that given his contract situation that'd be utterly ridiculous wouldn't it Music means it is time to play transfer deal. Oh, no deal. Kevin Etchard, European football expert, joins us now. Kev, good evening to you. How are we, chaps? We well? We're very well, Hi, indeed. Uh, listen, before we kick off with um, what we've got written in front of us, there has been a little bit of breaking news that's taken place. Um, and it would appear that Spurs are in talks with Inter Milan over the transfer of Christian Eriksen. Uh, Sky Italia apparently are saying that... Inter have offered 8.5 million. Spurs want 17 million. This is in pounds. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no big surprise. Inter are very, very keen to sign him. I think they've realised that to get a jump on the other clubs that would want to bring him in, they would have to try and do a deal now. Um, I, I still think they're an attractive option regardless. I think the interesting thing about Ericsson was that he first indicated that he wanted a change of scene and wanted to play in a different country in the summer. And we thought that Real Madrid might be interested in him as an alternative uh, to Paul Pogba. Atletico Madrid needed a playmaker, but they didn't 
make the uh, the bid for him either. So, and since then, he's not really played very well, truth be told. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be interesting to see if Inter don't get him in this window, mm-hmm. just what kind of offers he would actually get as a free agent at the end of the season. Juve are the kind of masters uh, of the free agent, and, so, and they've been linked with him for a long time. But I'd be really intrigued to see who actually goes for him. Well, that's it for another TalkSport Daily podcast. A reminder that if you've not already subscribed, make sure you do via Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Anyway, that's it. Let me remind you that there is lots of live football still coming up tonight. That's Wednesday. Manchester United, good night, up against Wolves. It's the FA Cup third round replay. That's live on TalkSport. And then, of course, reaction to that on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, sadly without me. That's it. Thanks for downloading. There'll be another one of these along at the same time tomorrow. Have a good one. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.